Hi everyone, welcome to our RFP Radio, the Real Finance People, and I'm your host again, Ryan Devera, an RFP, and I'd like to welcome you to our show. And if this is your first time listening to our show, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to our podcast at SoundCloud. Just look for the name RFPPH and subscribe with us also at iTunes, realfinancepeople.com. And if you want to follow us in our website, our website is www.realfinancepeople.com. And follow us also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and look for the name RFPPH. So if you have some personal finance things that you'd like to to share, just tag us at RFP at hashtag RFPPH. So Tonight, uh, today, we will be talking about very special program, and this is very targeted to our friends who are overseas Filipino uh, people, uh, whether they're sea-based or land-based. Alam mo, malaking may tutulong sa nito, and we have with us a very special guest, and he has been an RFP for quite some time now, di ba? Mamaya, papakilala natin siya. So, his name is Genesis Kelly Lontok. So, how do we call you? Ano mas magandang nickname mo? Sorry Ryan, you can call me Jemmy. Jemmy, ayan. So palakpakan natin si Jemmy sa show. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. Alam mo ang ganda ng topic natin ngayon, Jemmy, no? Ang topic natin is managing overseas income. Diba? So when it comes to managing overseas income, kanina before we started the show, no, pinag-uusapan natin na sabi mo kanina, there are so many Filipinos out there. Can you tell us ilan ang Filipinos ulit out there ngayon? Sabi mo, 10 point... Well, based on the latest statistics coming from the Commission on Filipinos Overseas, mm-hmm. there will be an estimated 10.2 million Filipinos who are That's considered currently as, nandun, yes, currently overseas Filipino workers. And that number represents roughly 10% of our estimated Philippine population. Oh, nga, kasi 100 plus 100 million Filipinos tayo, yes. ba? Around that much. Tapos, ito combination na to ng sea-based and land-based? Yes. Out of the 10.2 million, it would be estimated that maybe around uh, it would be a good mix of actually uh, split between the land-based and the sea-based uh, mm-hmm. OFWs. Pero alam mo, I've always been puzzled. No? So, hindi naman sa puzzle, pero I think I know the answer, but many of our listeners are also wondering why do Filipinos go abroad to earn more money? Or why do just why, why can't they just do it here in the Philippines? The common reasons would be probably summarized into, you know, two things. Uh, maybe seeking greener pastures and eventually a longer-term goal of securing a better future. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing about OFWs is that we're, we are seeing a changing landscape. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean exactly? The changing landscape would be in terms of the fact that OFWs abroad would now be representing different cross-segments of different professions. If before, let's say, a big majority would be from certain professions that would be, in a way, classified as blue-collar. But right now, if you look at the OFW landscape, it would be a good representation of different uh, professions, whether they be in service, whether they be blue-collar or Mm white-collar. And in fact, uh, abroad, we also have quite a number of successful Filipinos who have been venturing into businesses mm-hmm. from overseas. So, so it's, they're not base. Yes. They base themselves there already and yes. started the business. So from already. employees, you have quite a number of them who are now uh, entrepreneurs or investors. Instead of you know being employed, they are now employers to to not just Filipino nationality, the na- national nationality, but also to other nationalities. Yeah, because I remember one time, I think that was early last year, I went to Singapore. 
uh, I gave a talk to the group of Filipino entrepreneurs there. They called Phil Traps. So si Phil Traps, uh, magulat ka, no? They are based in Singapore, pero they are already employing many people in their businesses. So nakakatuwa to to hear those things. So, pero alam mo yung okay, kahit na ba there's a good mix already. What are the chances of people na talagang sabi mo ka, ang gusto nila greener pasture, securing a bet, securing a better future. Is this really the case? Ito ba talaga yung nangyayari? Are they able to get a greener pasture and are they able to secure talaga their future? Is this what's happening now in most OFWs? Well, given the changing landscape, the diversity is actually working in our favor. I guess the education system and also the preparation in the different professions have given us that opportunity to actually diversify uh, the types of you know employees and workers that are that are working abroad, open mm-hmm. up more opportunities for us. That's a separate matter. But what I'd like to say is that yes, 10.2 million Filipinos. It's a combination of you know land-based and sea-based in diverse professions. You have employees and investors uh, contributing roughly 10% to our GDP. And the good thing to note is that in relation to your question, we've noticed that over time, remittances still and are still are, are projected to continuously increase. Like for this year, we're still experiencing a growth in remittances mm-hmm. on a global scale. There, Regard, they, uh, regardless of whether there is economy Regardless of what challenges the global economy would be facing, mm-hmm. the Filipino whether you talk about the nature as an employee or the nature as an investor or in terms of re- remittances, we've noticed that over time, you could see the resilience. Mm-hmm. The remittances are consistently and have consistently you know, been growing over time. However, it's uh, just like many things in life, there are certainly lots of opportunities for improvement. Many of our fellow uh, Kababayans when they go abroad, they're able to land jobs or positions that enable them to get higher income as compared to the opportunities that would otherwise be available here. But the problem is that sometimes as the income increases, the change in the lifestyle increases disproportionately. And so when you take a look at and when you ask questions like, uh, what were you able to what were you able to uh, save for or invest in during the time that you were abroad? Sometimes you would get answers like, you know, consumption-driven or consumer-driven answers like, uh, you know, I was able to buy LCD TVs, I was able to buy X number of material things. Mm-hmm. But when you look at items that are related to securing a better financial future, that's when I think the opportunity comes and that's where financial literacy advocates need to mm-hmm. work hand in hand in order to you know promote better financial literacy awareness so yes the income increases but the problem is that the lifestyle also increases, increases disproportionately it's quite a different behavior from what i've noticed because in other cases uh, if we are if if we would have the tendency to be you know consumer driven and be attracted to different sale and uh, you know uh, mall discounts and, and the like mm-hmm. uh, there would be a couple of other examples we're in they wouldn't be attracted to attracted to those but they would actually 
use every income increase as an opportunity to actually invest. Case in point would be, for example, where I came from, the Middle East. Um, a lot of some of the other nationalities really try to invest in, to be more specific, like for example, gold. Mm -hmm. They treat it not just for you know uh, personal use, but they also try. It's it's like their mini. It's like their mini stock, mm -hmm. wherein they invest in gold, and then they monitor price movements, and then yeah, when they are able to get favorable favorable prices, that's they the time it. they actually mm -hmm. sell. So something like that. So meron mga ganon. There are some Filipinos who are already doing that. I I I believe so. Some some Filipinos are also starting to get hold of that particular opportunity. But I'm sure, is it right to say the majority of the Filipinos overseas are still having a problem budgeting their money and managing their money? Or kailangan pa rin ba talaga nila ng tulong? The OFWs need, need help. But the good thing is that if you look at the landscape abroad, there are groups and there are institutions that are working together to drive financial literacy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As information becomes more available, as education becomes more widespread, more and more OFWs become more uh, acquainted about the, the need to actually yeah. prepare for the future. Mm -hmm. And essentially, if, if, if you ask me, the, the question is, you go back to the basic why of the OFW, why they actually went abroad. Mm -mm, mm -mm. The goal was, of course, short-term greener pastures for long-term, better future. But mm -hmm. they, they really have to remember that reason or that why, why they became OFWs in the, in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that even while they are still in the Philippines, at least they should have that rough concept of their why or, for example, their goal. In terms of, do they have a target financial goal? And do they have a target return timeline? Because I really believe that, and especially this is true in many countries, that no one is an OFW forever. Mm -mm. Totoo yan. Walang sure. OFW forever. At one point in time, you would have to eventually uh, come back to the motherland and contribute directly on home soil. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's very important that before leaving the country, they should have that goal. Whether in terms of a money goal, or a uh, timeline goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that those two goals mm -hmm. can actually be can help a lot in really uh, maximizing your stay abroad. Because uh, I believe in what Stephen Covey said that you mm -hmm. know you should really begin with the end in mind. Correct, correct. That is yeah. actually the the thing that will make you wake up every morning and jump out of bed and really do the things that you feel would be necessary in, in order for you to really achieve. Mm -hmm. uh, the goals that you have actually set for yourself. Correct, correct. But by the way, kasi di ba, alam natin that every, not every one of us uh, can succeed as entrepreneurs. Some people would really go to the path of employment. And one way for people to get really rich and wealthy is when they makakuha sila ng employment that can pay them a high salary. And this is why many Filipinos go abroad in, to take advantage of that opportunity. In this case, so, ngayon ang topic natin is how, is how to help overseas Filipinos uh, manage their income. So, can you give us some tips on, okay, let's say, some of your viewers kasi rito, pwedeng, we have a mix of viewers. Some viewers are new when it comes to financial literacy. Some are 
already in it for a long time. So let's pero most of our listeners pala hindi viewers, most of our listeners are newbies when it comes to uh, managing their money. So what tips can we give them or can you give them in in so that they can start managing their income better? Okay. So Ryan, the first thing like what I mentioned is they start with the G, which mm-hmm. is the goal, the why, the purpose. Okay. That determines that will hopefully determine, you know, the activities that they will be doing abroad. Now, once they have hopefully clarified what that G would be for them, I go to the three. I go to the three. I call it the three E's. Three and E's, the three okay. E's would be all about. First E is E point. The second E would be insure, and the third E would be invest. Those E-pon, three. insure invest. E point insure invest. E point. E point is really all about starting wealth or. Uh, what you call that? Saving. Uh, building. Uh, yeah. Building and yeah. accumulating. Or commencing the drive towards towards wealth. Now, with respect to Epon, uh, two things would be really important in terms of uh, the OFWs. Number one is as much as possible, there should be a budget. And the budget, uh, it would be very difficult if the budget is just stored in the head. Mm-hmm. or mentally calculated so it is highly recommended that the OFW puts the budget in writing mm-hmm. what are the inflows and what are the outflows by doing that they will be given a chance to actually review two things number one what expenses are really mandatory mm-hmm. or essential and what expenses can either be totally taken away or can actually be optimized or minimized and at the same time now while being able to review whether the expenses are mandatory or uh, non-mandatory then now a comparison can be made whether the income sources that are coming in primarily from the salary would be enough to really cover the the expenses Mm -hmm. it's just like the OFW thinking that you know if you it's just like managing a corporation. The OFW has to make sure that the, he, he or she has enough resources to, to sustain in terms of the, the, the expenses. But okay, in, in, merong mga some questions here na, na receive natin. Ano? So, maraming Filipinos sa OFW, but some of them don't only take care of their immediate family. When you, when you interview them, they... One common answer would be, I'm here because I'm still helping my brother finish school. I'm helping my mother undergo treatment. Whatever. So, how do our OFWs, how can our, our OFW friends and listeners help uh, manage their money given na merong mga, may mga dole out sila that they need to give? I mean, this is, it's part of our culture. Eh, Hindi mo na sa culture na Pinoy yes. that we need to give. No? So, how can one manage his finances better when it comes to dole-outs? Uh, when it comes to you know, personal finance of the OFW, it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. What is important is that the goal is established, mm-hmm. the why. Actually, to many OFWs, the why would actually revolve around family. It's not just you know, securing a better future for myself. It's also for myself and for my family. So it's really a, col- a collective why um, mm-hmm. to that effect. Now, there should, there should be 
constant communication, and it will require good teamwork between the OFW and the family that is based here. You can just imagine, even if the OFW is well acquainted with respect to financial literacy, but if the family here would have different would have a different view of you know how to manage the finances, then all effort is is lost. So, kailangan turuan yung both family dito sa kayong OFW. Yes. The OFW, being in many cases the leader of the household, can dictate the tempo in terms of you know driving financial literacy within the household. But it means that you know when you say OFW financial literacy, a lot of efforts are happening with respect to you know the OFW, the breadwinner, the head mm-hmm. of the household. But the opportunity is also ensuring that the family that is back here in the Philippines, since maybe many OFWs will be too busy to drive financial literacy, then mm-hmm. maybe the opportunity would be for financial literacy groups here or institutions to also help as well uh, make the families be more aware. Mm-hmm. But it really takes a con- you know, an, a- an alignment in terms of the goal for the family and at the same time constant communication. The last thing that you would want the family to think of the OFW is that the OFW is like an unlimited ATM machine. Yeah. Which would be really unfair. Because that's what's happening, eh, di ba? Yeah. Hmm. Pero, pwede ba natin lagyan ng limit in terms of yung pinag, pinibigay? Kasi sa Philippines, di ba? May family ka, meron ka pa extended family. Eh. Yeah. So, should should one... Fa- Kasi this has been an ongoing debate. Eh. Lagyan ko ng limit siya, wag mo lagyan ng limit. Kasi siyempre... Doon sa receiving end, sinasabi nila, eh bakit mo lilimitahan? Doon sa giving end, pag hindi naman niya lilimitahan, if he doesn't put a limit, or he or she doesn't put a limit to the to the giving, maubusan din siya. Kasi syempre, remember, he's there to to have a greener pasture and eventually secure a better future for himself, for himself and his family. So, okay ba yun? Lagyan ng limit ang... What can you say about that? Yung may limit ang pagbigay. My advice could be probably related going back to the budget. Whatever percent is being remitted can represent a certain percent. Like let's say maybe a, r- a rough calculation would be maybe 70% would be the combination of his own needs for living abroad and at the same time the needs of the family back home. And then maybe the balance of 20 to 30% can now be allocated towards, you know, savings and investment priorities. But the point is that you wouldn't want to have a situation wherein the remittances are purely going to be on consumption basis. Mm-hmm. You would want to have a balance between remittances that are used for consumption, the daily needs, and at the same time remittances that are done for saving and investing so yeah. that at least both the OFW and the family would be able to prepare for a yes, future. So it yes. goes back to budgeting. But the trick is that when they do the budget, it should be a combination budget of what he will be, he or she will be needing to sustain his or her lifestyle abroad, plus what the family would be needing. There should be certain uh, planned allocations uh, and exceptions as much as possible shouldn't be, uh, well, shouldn't be, I don't know, entertained. In a way, it may be hard because we Filipinos are really... Uh, family oriented yes, and you know, yes, family is very true, important true. to us mm-hmm. but at, there may be certain times where we have to really say no where the OFW mm-hmm. might be might say no especially if it would really jeopardize the future 
No, kasi that, yun yung nangyayari ngayon eh. Madami Filipinos ay yan na na-experience nila because they give too much. Sometimes, kumbaga parang ano yan eh, cannot give too much of yourself. Mauubos ka talaga. Diba? So, And my view of budgeting is that uh, we also have to understand that you know, the OFWs are far from the families. And when you say budget, it doesn't mean that everything is for uh, serious stuff. I believe in a balanced budget that it should really have a component of, you know, things that you can do to maximize today and at the same time also things that, that will help you prepare for the future. Mm. The last thing that we want to advise our OFWs is for them to be, if you know the concept of being misers, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, purposely not enjoying life because mm. you are... Because you can do After Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, OFWs are not machines. Uh, human beings uh, so but uh, that can be planned you can plan for expenditures for today you can plan for uh, savings and investments everything could be allocated within a particular operating budget so it, it goes back to how you really plan for it that's why it's important that you write you write it down mm-hmm. you'll be able to really identify your priorities and maybe you know, take out those items that really do not add value to your to your daily living, mm. something like when that. When it comes to, if I may ask, though, when it comes to sending remittances, do you recommend sending it on a weekly basis, uh, quarterly basis, or is there a certain uh, frequency na kailangan niyang i-consider or yung charges and fees? Kasi syempre may fees and charges about remittances. Yes. Well, it's true. The more frequent that you send remittances, mm-hmm. uh, it means that because no remittance sending is free. So the more that you would have to pay in terms of remittance charges. But what I have personally observed from the remittance behavior of the Filipinos, especially in the, the Middle East where I came from, would be that we are actually one of the most frequent remitters. We are remitting and we are very frequently and we remit to, in many cases, multiple ben- uh, beneficiaries or multiple purposes. I Meaning, what I mean to say is that, for example, there will be a remittance to a bank account, probably for consumption, a remittance to, let's say, uh, a direct pickup arrangement. Uh, you would have a remittance to your uh, savings, investment account. So, from what I've seen, we remit frequently, and at the same time, there are a couple of beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. So, what do you recommend? How how frequent should an OFW uh, remit the money? Kailangan ba weekly or kung kaya niya pag-isahin, one remit asa lang in one they month? They can actually plan for it. Maybe on a monthly basis will do. Because uh, ang worry ko dito, if they keep on, kasi sila sabi nga natin, we are frequent remitters. Yeah, that, that, the more frequent the we remit, the more charges that yes. we have, the more fees are charged to yes, us. Yes. So ibig sabihin, the more fees and the more fees, if more fees are charged to you, if you can con- that's money wasted already. If you can try to minimize money wasters in your in your in your in your in from your income, the better, diba? Yeah. So anong pwedeng gawin? Sabi mo nga ipa-plan, pero could you recommend a certain frequency? Maybe on a monthly basis and then you would be able to plan for it. Fine, you may have multiple beneficiaries, but at the very least, on a monthly basis, you should be able to do it. 
Mm-hmm. So, okay na yung monthly. Yeah. Na, okay, so, now that we've talked about the importance of having a budget, at the same time, how they can start a budget, na make sure to write it down. So, and napag-usapan natin yung mga remittances. Let's talk about some investments and insurance that they can buy. It is true that investments and insurance, medyo mahal dito sa atin eh. Diba? Lalo na yung mga VOL and yung mga insurance dito. So, do you recommend OFWs to start investing in other countries? Like, doon siya magbumili. Not really just investing. Pag-usapan natin, mas okay ba doon na siya bumili ng insurance sa ibang bansa o dito pa rin sa Philippines? So, the first E that I mentioned was Ipon. Yeah, Ipon. Yeah. Critical component at that would be the budget. Mm-hmm. But apart from having the budget, in anticipation of you know, things that are beyond control mm-hmm. in the future, um, I would really also recommend that they also start building their emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Now, this would be a little bit different from how a Filipino base here in the Philippines would probably do it. Because in the case of the OFW, it would now be a combination of what is the lifestyle abroad plus what is the lifestyle of the, fil- of the family here uh, in the Philippines. So the combination of the two could now be multiplied by maybe a factor of six mm-hmm. months to 12 months to determine that emergency fund. And, and we were talking earlier about you know, certain uncertainty and you know, certain things that are happening on the global scale. Just so that in the event that something happens that would be adverse to that, say, the employment condition of the OFW, he or she would be prepared. Yeah, he can still find a new job. So that would be very important. Building the emergency fund, that would be the combination of you know the lifestyle abroad and lifestyle plus here. the lifestyle. Now, once the budget and the emergency fund have been addressed, the second E would be in terms of insuring. Mm-hmm. And insuring really is if Epon was all about building wealth, Epon uh, insurer would be about protecting wealth. Mm-hmm. And it's very important that this becomes a priority as well for our, our OFWs mm-hmm. <clears throat> because life is uncertain and no one's immortal. So you do you recommend buying insurance in, the other, in other countries what, or what, buying insurance here? What is happening actually right now is that it would be a mix. We have OFWs who avail of you know, insurance policies when they take their vacation here in the Philippines, so they get it from you know the reputable life insurance companies that we have mm-hmm. around us. But many of them are actually um, getting insurance from international providers in the countries where they actually are living yeah. and, and working. So you would have a mix of Filipinos who would prefer you know the life insurance policies that are here. But we also have noticed that uh, I also have noticed that they are also starting to avail of international insurance options mm-hmm. uh, where they are currently based. Yeah, because when you when you get to study yung mga insurance policies, no, actually, ang laki nang natitipid when they buy it abroad. Yeah. Like for example, I remember I talked to an insurance guy in Singapore for a 37-year-old guy or na, wag na lang 37, sabihin natin 20, 30-year-old guy. 1 million US dollars will just cost him about 20,000 uh, US dollars. Ay, 20, sorry, 20,000 pesos to cover him for 1 million US dollars na coverage. So, malaking difference. You do that here in the Philippines, medyo malaking ano. Pero syempre, kailangan din natin isupport yung businesses dito sa Philippines. So, it, tama yung sabi mo, it would be good to have a mix of the two. Ano. 
Yeah. It would be actually both would be okay. Mm-hmm. And uh both both have their advantages. The advantages of getting an, you know, an insurance policy abroad would obviously be the proximity to already where you are you're based. Yeah. And maybe as a as a guideline uh, in determining what type of insurance it would be yeah matters related to convenience proximity and also hopefully your knowledge as well of what you're entering into in terms of you know the provisions uh, stipulated in the in yeah. the in the life insurance policies and maybe as a as a, as as an initial basis is really for the OFW to again write down uh, an assessment of his or her financial position in terms of what are my possible uh, protection needs mm-hmm. for the future and compare that with what he or she has or will probably have at the moment and in the future in terms of your protection sources. So the difference between the uh, protection needs and the protection sources can help determine what level of insurance then would you actually need correct, in order correct. to fulfill. So maganda malaman pa rin yung gap analysis yeah. niya doon eh, kung ano short. And they, so that's that's where the benefit of actually knowing, you know, it's very important that you are self-aware. What is your financial position because that's the starting point of, you know, you know your goal but you also have to assess where you are so that at least you you'll be able to find that vehicle that will be able to to get you to your destination so that that could be a quick thing in order to determine that the the level of insurance that that mm-hmm. you're supposed to get mm-hmm. so now that we've talked about that the three the two eyes already the epon and the insure let's not talk about investing so when it comes to investing so syempre part ng income ng OFW dapat part of managing your income meron kang portion na nasa investments ilang percent ang normally nire-recommend mo for OFWs to start putting in their investments well, uh, maybe around 20%, 20 percent, twenty to thirty yeah. percent. But that would be a combined savings plus investment um, allocation guideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it important to invest? Fine, you've done ipon, you you built your wealth, you've done insure, you've made an attempt to protect your wealth. But we have this thing called another eye, and that is called inflation. Mm-hmm. You know the. Uh, Wealth can be defined in ter- over time in terms of really purchasing power. You're able to grow your money, you're able to grow your wealth, but it should be in relation to the growth of prices. And it's very, very timely because um, especially this year, we've seen that you know there have been challenges with respect to the inflation rate. And therefore, we know that there's really a need to invest. Yeah. And the target is really, if you're looking at it as sort of like your hurdle rate, is to really come up with investment options that will hopefully potentially be able to put you, that will allow you to beat the inflation rate over time. Mm-hmm. And that is that would be done through investing. So investing is really all about growing wealth. So where do you recommend Filipinos uh, to invest their money into? So uh, bang mga particular that you'd like to share with different OFWs? Like you can give a tip for a beginner investor or for yeah. medyo average investor. Kasi ang isang nagiging usong investment vehicle ngayon that go to a lot of OFWs is real estate. Yeah. Pero syempre, not all the time naman, eh, ready sila to manage the real estate. So okay ang real estate in terms of investing, but if they cannot really make money out of it, sayang naman yung pera, ba? So they end up just living in it. You know? So anong thoughts mo dun so when it comes to investing? First thought is basically 
OFW should save to beat temptation, but they should invest to beat inflation. Mm-hmm. And what would be the what can be possible? You know what can be possibly the basis of investing? Four things. Number one is we go back to the goal. Number two is what is their time horizon that they're planning for. Number three is different people have different personalities and different propensity towards risk. So what would be their risk profile? Mm-hmm. And probably number four is, and this is very important, what to them would be their purpose? It would be very unfortunate if you're just copying or benchmarking and doing things that other people are doing and yet your heart is not into it mm-hmm. it's not it would be it would not be for you it should be something that really is of interest to you so it would be about the goal the time horizon the risk profile and more importantly as well the purpose mm-hmm. what's your why what do you like doing what are you passionate about why do you, what 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 makes you jump out of bed in the morning mm-hmm. so those would be the four things and the nice thing for OFWs is that there are quite a number of options that are available to them. Number one option would be pooled funds. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about pooled funds is that many of our OFWs are very, very busy. And you also have time differences between their countries of uh, where they are based and also the Philippines. So uh, by investing in pooled funds that are managed by professional managers, they would hopefully be able to you know, maximize the gains of the market, which has proven that over time would be able to hopefully give you know, returns that would eventually be able to beat uh, inflation. Mm-hmm. But my advice would be that not all pooled funds are the same. Yes. So they should also do their research, learn more about two things with respect to pooled funds. Number one is the reputation of the fund. And number two, they may want to look at the performance of the fund. Yeah. On two aspects, what would be the medium-term to long-term performance of the fund and also what would be the current performance so that they get a feel of whether this particular pooled fund is consistent over time. Yeah. So considerations with respect to the reputation and performance can help determine uh, the decision of the OFW into what type of pooled fund they would need but that can help them another option in terms of investing would be straight direct investing in stocks meaning mm-hmm. doing the trading but this particular type of investing will require uh, additional knowledge and additional skill with respect to you know analyzing fundamentals of companies technical aspects of the company mm-hmm. so that they would be able to make the right investing decisions it may be more difficult unlike the pooled funds where you have experts but um, if they invest in self-education in getting to know more about you know um, stocks then that could be a viable option and we have many OFWs who are actually uh, starting to gain competency with respect to you know in trading and investing in the market How about real estate? Do you do you also recommend real estate? Real estate is also a real estate is also a good consideration when it comes to investments. But probably the advice would be in terms of uh, four items. Number one is location is important. If they can, if the OFW can get 
knowledge on what are the developing areas where progress is going to happen in the country, then that would allow them to pick the investments with respect to real estate so that they would be able to choose location. There's a saying that locations, locations, locations. Mm -hmm. So that would, that, correct, that, that would help them in that regard. And second, they can also look at if they can get information on how price appreciation across real estate options like, let's say, a house, an apartment, a condominium have progressed over time so that they will be able to pick the right one for them. But it is, and the third one is that if they are enterprising, then they can fully maximize not just the price appreciation expected of a real estate investment, but at the same time, get additional income in terms of you know uh, rental income. So the choice of the location really matters, especially if they are thinking of it for uh, in terms of investment purposes. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least is to also, again, do due diligence and make research about the different real estate developers in terms of their track record in building properties and communities. So those four aspects could probably help determine uh, the type of real estate uh, the decision that would, that would be done by the OFW. Mm -hmm. another, another investing option would be in the area of agriculture. Mm -hmm. To me, if we look at the statistics, uh, agriculture is that area of the economy where, you know, it really needs uh, a lot of augmentation in terms of support. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is that there are OFWs who are now starting to look at agriculture, not just you know as ec a, a, you know, your usual economic sector, but they have made inroads in terms of you know really investing uh, uh, into agriculture. So, and what I've noticed is that uh, it's a healthy mix because apart from investing in you know the traditional agricultural products, many OFWs are also being made aware that of certain opportunities that are happening in you know non-traditional or non uh, you know emerging emerging uh, agricultural products uh, mm -hmm. that would be able to further maximize their income and it would, it would be good for us because the more diverse the investments are in agriculture the better it would be for the country especially in terms of you know the our supply to the local economy and also in terms of the way we are able Medical to export. recommend when it comes to agricultural products na pwede nilang to get their hands into kagad because not every OFWs are kasi syempre this is something this is an emerging ano eh, uh, kind of investment vehicle most of Filipinos alam ko yung pooled funds stocks real estate yan kadalasan although most Filipinos heavily pass heavy pa sa real estate so when it comes to agricultural products, ngayon lately ang nag-emerge are the likes of cacao. Yeah. And aside from cacao, are there other things that OFWs can invest into? From what I've seen, yes, I've seen OFWs invest in the cacao business. Uh, and it's well represented uh, within the country. And then, But another, uh, another uh, type of agricultural product where I've seen them also start to invest in would be, uh, if you're familiar with the dragon fruit. Yeah, dragon fruit. So I've seen a couple of OFWs really put uh, some investments into the dragon fruit. Aside from these two, mayro pa bang iba? Kasi I, kailangan fruit bearing, di ba? Fruit yeah. bearing or something na talaga may consistent demand, eh, di ba? 
I've also seen OFWs um, invest in in rice, but more specialized rice. Mm-hmm. So so far, those are the those are the. Si mangoes. There are some who invest also in mangoes. Yes, yes, yes. But Dragon. in terms of the your not so typical, not so mainstream products, it would be cacao. It would be dragon fruit and also some investments on the in the area of uh, specialty of rice. rice. Yes. Specialty rice. Yes. Okay. So interesting, no? Dami natin na pag-usapan. Actually, mm-hmm. apart from agriculture, another thing that they that is also available to them would be business. Mm-hmm. Now, for an OFW, there are two options in terms of you know uh, becoming an entrepreneur. One is you know building a business from the ground. Which is which could be quite difficult, especially if you know um, uh, there's a particular distance involved, and of course if it's a new market and you would really have to you know start start things from from scratch. But another option is that they also have the option of either tapping into a reputable franchise or buying an existing profitable business. Mm-hmm. So those would be the two options that they can they can probably explore, yeah. and they can they can have the option of you know. Doing it by themselves or you know with with, with people that they trust, form partnerships in order to you know uh, enter into different types of business ventures. But again, my point in business is that uh, don't don't just follow the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. When you invest in a business and when you run a business, it should really be something that you really believe in. Uh, it should really be something that. I don't maybe really helps you fulfill eventually your purpose. Don't just don't just uh, go with the flow and don't just copy paste. It should really be something that that is aligned with what you do. Yeah. Galing, no? Uh, in, among all those things that you've been saying, isang nakikita kong common denominator is really grounding it with purpose. Why you're doing things, why you're investing into such investments, why are you uh, starting, why you worked abroad? It all boils down to your goal, to your purpose, diba? so Because that's the problem when we get, when and I became, you know, I was an OFW, and and in many cases when you are, when you are tied up with work and your daily routine, you really need to take that, you really need to pause and take a, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to really reflect on. You always have to be cognizant of your why, because actually that that should actually fuel fuel your your daily living. Mm-hmm. Ang galing, ang galing. Napakagaling ng ating session ngayon. Ang dami nating natutunan sa ating uh, uh, guest speaker ngayon, no? si Jemmy. Tama, di ba? Yes. Jemmy. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. No, So, anyway, to recap about all the things that he said, no? very important is to start with a goal. Okay? And then follow his three E's, which is Ipon, Insure, and Invest. Napakadaling tandaan, ha? Ipon, Insure, Invest. And very important na to follow through with the purpose kasi kapag may purpose ka that's the time na mas naglalas ka sa ginagawa mo no so i hope you learned something from our from our podcast today and thank you so much again for joining us and i'd like to end with a quote na sinabi ni Dave Ramsey personal finance is 80% behavior and only 20% head knowledge so ibig sabihin lahat ng tinuturo namin sa inyo if you you need to follow through with your behavior you need to start focusing on your your habits, why are you doing things? Kung mapapansin nyo, that's what Jamie talked about the entire time. Yung, ha, ano yung, you, you always go back to your why. You always go back to, to to your goals and to your purpose. So very important yan. Yung mga time horizon, madaling pag-usapan. But 
remember when especially when you're an OFW you need to partner and you need to find good financial planners to help you out in designing your financial plan don't just plan it yourself and this is why our group here at registered financial planners philippines are doing uh, these things so that we can help reach out to as many filipinos as much as possible so again thank you very much for joining us here today jemmy thank you very much as well for the opportunity okay so with that guys we we encourage you to follow us on facebook twitter instagram and look for us on instagram tag nyo kami hashtag rfpph and then visit our website realfinancepeople.com and itunes a real finance people and subscribe with us at soundcloud sa rfpph and we look forward to to having you again in our next episodes and please feel free to share this with your friends so that ma-bless din sila and matulungan din natin sila ang dami nating you know the OFW families and the OFWs ngayon are contributing significantly to the country's growth and we need people like you also to be able na maayos din yung inyong uh, personal finances and with that that ends our show today and thank you very much for joining with us here here again is Ryan Rivera saying thank you and God bless